you tell me, who is your daddy and what does he do? Get it? Okay, we start right here. You. My dad repairs red cars driven by women who are pinheads. My dad doesn't do anything since the crash. My dad gives money to people that doesn't have money. And then people use that money. And then they give other money back and they give the same amount of money back to my dad. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Early Childhood Perspectives. I'm your host, William Cook. This week we're looking at working in partnership with families. This is a big topic. It's something I've personally had to struggle with because I've worked in a for-profit long daycare service and I've had pa- families literally say to me, I pay you, like when they complain or whatever. They go, I've paid you to do this job. Now, I, I, I can't speak on behalf of preschool educators or people in non-for-profit, but um, for those who do work in a for-profit long-day care center service, there's this weird kind of dichotomy where it's like they do pay for this service and they do treat it very much like a service. So I'm probably coming clean and saying from the outset, I'm going to have a slant of someone who's worked in a for-profit center. Um, maybe for those in a non-for-profit, a KU or a community preschool or a council preschool or long daycare service, it might be a different experience. I'd love to hear that. Um, you know, I, this podcast is very much for you guys. So if you like it and you you want to put your voice, I can record it, send it to me. I could put it on next week's episode. I find it immensely difficult working with partnership with families. It is part of the early years learning framework. Um, I do strongly believe families are an important part of children's life. They're fundamental to children's lives. I believe they are the most informative, influential teachers. Um, But it is incredibly difficult because people are busy. People are extremely stressed. You don't know their life situation. And I guess that's the one thing I want to talk about first off with working in partnership with families is you don't know families. You don't know their situation. I remember one situation where we had a girl who was very clearly on the spectrum and we kept approaching this family saying she needs support, that she she needs to be assessed, she needs to. And culturally for them, they couldn't accept it. They couldn't accept that their child was on the spectrum. And for me, I thought so much less of their daughter. I thought, not their daughter, of them. I couldn't believe that they couldn't bring themselves up to get the support their child needed. But I remember once it was her birthday and they had this massive celebration at the center. They provided all this stuff and it really just drove home for me that they do. They did deeply care about her. It's just it wasn't expressed in a way that I understood. And culturally, this was a new thing. And so I guess for me, is you don't you don't know people's background. You don't know their story, and it's really hard. I've talked about this previously, getting rid of your own bias, but it is important we don't bring it 
that we, when we work in partnership, we're not we're not bringing that, and we're not judging people. We're not we're not assuming things about families, because as soon as we do that, we are putting them in a slant. We are putting them in a box, essentially. Working in partnership with families, I'm going to break it down to three distinct things. Number one, community events are awesome, and I think they're really good and they need to be done in a variety of ways. So what I mean is don't, I think sometimes there's a temptation to do the one set family event. Invite the family and we'll do a book reading or whatever or a picnic or it's not going to work for every family. And I feel like community events are fundamental. They really do get families into the center and they do build a sense of community, but they need to be done in a way that's very varied. You can't keep doing the same thing. You can't keep doing the same event over and over and again. Try a whole different things. And for the best part, cater to them. Um, you know, go, we would love you. We've been looking at this particular book. Your child loves it. We're happy when you come to pick them up. If you could just pick them up 10 minutes early, you know, this is what we've done. We've said, come in early. They've read the book. We're taking photos. We threw it up on the display. Just try everything. See what works. Community events are fundamental and they need to be varied. Number two, war displays are... you got to show your learning is what I'm trying to get at. And this is a big lesson for me. You need to show what you are teaching the kids, whether it's through um, a daily diary or a journal, whatever. If you want to work in partnership with families, you need to demonstrate on your end what you are teaching the children. And again, like the community event, it needs to be done in a variety of ways. Some parents will walk in, they will take in the room, they will look at all the ward displays, and they will see what you're teaching the children. Other families are in and out in two seconds. It's just a reality of different families from different contexts. Um, but for them, an uh, electronic daily diary or journal might work better. Uh, and a weekly email, I don't know. You, you know your room best. Um, our, our listeners are amazing. You guys know what works best. Finally, Trust works both ways. I'm very honest with my family. Sometimes that has had a bit of me on the bum, but I guess I put my heart on my sleeve. And I found for the most part, people respect that. I'm very truthful for my families. I'm very honest with my family. And I feel like that it requires courage to be honest. It requires courage to be not truthful, but... You know, don't try and hide things from your families. Like, to a point, don't don't say, oh, we've had a horrible day, because that doesn't, as a family, that doesn't build trust in what you're doing. It actually makes them terrified. But I've had situations where I've caught up a family and just gone, hey, he wasn't himself today. Is everything okay at home? Has he had enough sleep? Is he... And I find just being open and willing to have that partnership and willing to have that communication will will shine through. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Can't wait. Normally we do a news section. I'm not, because I've only got one piece of news. We've got a Facebook Live event. I've put the Facebook group in our show notes. This Sunday, we had technical issues last <laughs> week, uh, so it didn't happen. They've been fixed. It's all good. So we're going to do it, and I'm really excited. So I've done this one as a quick catch-me-up we missed out on one last week but this sunday the um let me have a check <laughs> um this sunday 
We on the tenth. No, sorry, that's wrong. This Sunday, on the sixth of August, we're doing it from four o'clock. We are going live. Our educators misguided. Is everything we're doing a little bit silly? Do we paint too big a picture of what we do? Anyway, thanks so much for listening, and can't wait to see you guys on Sunday.